self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another episode i want to let y'all know do you think i am (laughs) (laughs) sorry i just I'm on my lemonade shit. Took everything give me not to do the next line. <laughs> because I know it. But I'm not. I'm going to move forward. <laughs> you ain't married to no average bitch, boy. Okay. A lot of these think pieces would say that she is an average I bitch, I ain't though. even finna get started on some of these think pieces that y'all motherfuckers have been writing. Because think pieces would require actual thinking. And some of y'all, that ain't your strong suit. But I ain't even gonna get into that. Well, I will, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> these people, they live in a salt pillar. That's what they live in. They so salty. They more salty than they are thoughtful. Salty and thirsty. Anyway, Because the salt anyway. make you thirsty. But go anyway, ahead. anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> I want to let y'all know about the website, www.conversationconartist.com. You can go there to check out our podcast episodes. You can check out the links to all the stories that we got talking about today. And you can leave us some feedback at the envelope on the left side of the screen. You hover over that. It'll present you with the opportunity to leave your email address and you can give us some feedback, subscribe to our newsletter and whatnot. You can find me at Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Is that right? Is it red? Yes. Red underscore calamity. Should I forgot my own screening? Um, and also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. This week, we do not have one that's going to take up the entire show almost. We have two that should be fairly simple to answer. If you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it through the uh, website or you can send it directly to our email address at conversationconartist at gmail.com. Um, the first question that I have is a question for the guys, so I'm going to let Mr. On Point take the lead on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this question is for the guys. Fellas, why don't you typically attend singles events that are not at a club? I have had male associates put together matchmaking events or even things like Playdate, which was an awesome concept, and the guys rarely show up. Men say they are having the same issues finding a quality mate just as women are. Then why don't men come to events that might help them expand their horizons? I have no idea. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) Women are more social. Yeah. In nature. I mean, what, what what are men doing? In their spare time. They not sitting around saying, I need to go find me some singles nights to get to. (laughs) You know? And I think it's a problem that women outnumber men. I mean, that's true. But I've been to some of these singles events. And you can have, like, 20 women and, like, two dudes. Like, so that ain't even an issue of outnumbering as as opposed to, like, men just don't attend these events. And I think that's a marketing issue. Yeah. Like, how are you reaching out to the people you reaching out to? How do you market to men, though? Like, how would you market something like that to a man where he's going to, like, be receptive of it? How, how does it need to be marketed? Like, because I run across, let's see, how have I run across these events that I've gone to? Um, Facebook, word of mouth, like somebody just saying, hey, you know, that this place is having this. Um, meet up the app 
had speed dating. I've gone to that. That shit was a disaster. <laughs> they did have men there because, like, you have to have an equal number for it to make sense. So they, but it was fucking. I want to go terrible. to one of those. Next time I go, I'll let you know, like, so you can sign up. It was like I think twenty five dollars to go, and it was at a um, at like a bar where they like the back room was set aside just for that. It was an interesting experience. I will say that um, mm-hmm. you can learn a whole lot. I think we had like three to five minutes per person. I want to say. You think that it's not a lot of time, but it is, actually. And by the time you get to the last person, I felt bad for him because by then I was just like, I'm a therapist. I got a dog. I ain't got no kid. Like, you know, by the time, it's like I've said this shit like 47 times already, and I'm just not as committed to it that, like this last time. I'm sorry. It was interesting. Like, you could get a lot of personality in five minutes. Yeah. Some of it not so good. But, I mean, I've gone to and like, they're not men there like i've gone to game nights i've gone like just different shit and it'd be a bunch of women as soon as a woman sit down i'm gonna be like i secretly wish that unicorns were real (laughs) my favorite cereal is fruit loops but i don't like toucan sam he is offensive that's not true. I'm just gonna say the random stuff. I was gonna say. See how they respond. I'm put some, get some recording glasses and get some reactions. <laughs> yeah, because you funny. will. I mean it. So I don't really have. I don't have an answer because I've experienced that as well. Going to like singles events, even like. Well, I don't think I've ever been to a singles event at a church just because I'm a heathen and I feel like anybody that I met there probably wouldn't. <laughs> I think that women I think that women they group up more. We do. They are in I mean they in groups more often than not. And it's much real easy for you to gather your single friends and be like, hey, this thing is happening. Well it used to be till all of these bitches start having babies. <laughs> now not so much. I'm like one of the few people that don't have kids in my circle. But the only dudes that have that many friends in their circle are in gangs. <laughs> and they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't come to a single event. Hell no. They try to make moves and you know put some respect out there on their names basically you know so i don't know i go to the event i mean i don't really go out to much stuff anyway i'm kind of a homebody but i don't even have a group of dudes that i hang out like if somebody invited me to a situation there's nobody right now at the top of my head that i would say hey i'm going to this singles thing you should come it's not even <laughs> something that i should do they gonna think i'm gay <laughs> they gonna be like is it going to be women now? <laughs> Why are you asking me? <laughs> See, that's what I don't get about y'all. I've had many conversations with my male friends about this. And I, I know it's like the culture and it's 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 the way that it's always been. But it's just so ridiculous. Like, if, if I try to set you up with a friend of mine and you ask me what, she's, what she looks like, I'm going to say she's pretty. She has a nice shape. She got, you know, a pretty face. Like, I'm going to give you details. But then if I ask a guy who's trying to set me up what he looked like, I mean, he looked like a dude. Like, like you're going to not give me details because y'all are not used to describing each other and you feel some kind of way about it. I don't give a shit about saying, like, she has a nice ass because y'all seem to like that. Her ass is very nice. I would say that without fear of, like, an issue. I mean, that's what society has, that's where society has put yeah. us. I'm gonna be like, well, he get bitches. <laughs> <laughs> he used to. He, now he's single. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like some shit that would be eliminated. That, I, that's why I don't do stuff like that. <laughs> I don't do stuff like that. Like I learned my lesson with helping people get jobs, 
<laughs> I help let them help them get a job, and I come into work, and two people that I helped get a job one time, they were roommates at AUM. Mm-hmm. They quit at the same time on the same day. We were severely shorthanded, and everybody <laughs> side eyed me like, where they at? I don't know. They grown. <laughs> they can do what they want to do. They can be where they want to be at. Yeah. But I don't want that to be a dynamic that I have in a relationship with a female. Like, if I have a relationship with a female to the point that I would try to hook her up with somebody, yeah. I don't want that dynamic. Yeah. I don't want that to be in my history with you. <laughs> be like, remember that time? Because my cousin, see, the thing is, oh, shit. if you were to describe a woman, it's never really... I don't know. In my experience, it's always you don't want that description. It's not. It's not going to be what it's supposed to be. Why wouldn't it be what it's supposed to be? Personal story. Okay. My dad spent most of my childhood in jail. Mm-hmm. He got out when I was about fourteen. He got married the day he got out of jail. Okay. To my stepmom, who met him while he was in jail. More of the story. Her sister's husband in the same jail. I don't know how desperate you have to be to for your sister to come and say, look, I met a nice gentleman <laughs> that's only doing five more years <laughs> in the jail. You should come and meet him. I don't know how desperate you have to be. So <laughs> I say that to say, I don't know how desperate you have to be to put an SOS out to your friends that I need you to hook me up with somebody and why you are that desperate. In my experience, I've learned that they are desperate for reasons that they should be left alone for. <laughs> <laughs> whether it be aesthetic, whether it be your personality, or whether it be that they're bi, polar. <laughs> any of those reasons mental illness I've learned in my experiences that if the conversation start off I got a friend I hope you say that need a job <laughs> not that need a relationship <laughs> that's what I'm saying so from my experiences I don't want I don't I don't like that whole thing I mean I haven't had the best I had a friend that set me up with a guy that she had a one night stand with and she didn't remember she had the one night stand with him until fucking later then I'm just like bitch (laughs) what kind of life are you living in which you didn't remember like now this is weird it's weird and how much do you value me as a friend for real that you didn't done this (laughs) shit put me in this situation where and he was a nice guy but now it's fucking weird i can't do this i'm sorry it's no absolutely not that was a weird situation every time i've had people try to say it's been terrible it really i don't it's never worked out it's never worked out it's always some shit and we did not answer your question because I don't think we have an answer for it. Essentially, it's just I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's just different societal dynamics between men and women. It could be that women in larger groups with larger friends that will reach out to their friends about these things. Yeah, we do. They all get the memo and they all show up. And me, I didn't reach out to nobody and I showed up. And that was one me and twenty of y'all. And when it's while it seems like I get the pick. I still leave with nothing. <laughs> like, oh, it's 20 women. Okay. <laughs> Get my pick. No, it don't work like that. <laughs> okay. Um, the next question is very, it's fairly simple. Um, basically, what do women mean when they say he was too nice? 
All I can answer is from my perspective because this is some shit I've said. <laughs> okay, when I have said that somebody was too nice for me, has usually meant that, okay, anybody who knows me, and y'all don't even know me, but y'all hear me weekly, I have a fairly strong personality. And so there are times where I need the people in my life, and not even somebody that I'm necessarily dating. Like sometimes my friends have to be like, Red, sit the fuck that. Like you're doing too much. <laughs> like, calm down. Take it down a notch. So in the times that I have said he's too nice, it's been that I need somebody who, you don't need to necessarily be confrontational, but you need to be able to tell me like, hey, (laughs) settle the fuck down. Like, you're doing a little much, right? Because I'm going to tell you that. Like, I'm going to tell you when I feel like you're doing too much. I'm going to be like, yo, calm down. And I need the same. So in the instances when I said he's too nice, he hasn't, I don't want to say aggressive. He hasn't been... Assertive. Assertive enough for me, for the kind of personality that I have and for what I'm looking for, because I think we talked about this a little bit last week with the whole hoes and housewife conversation. I'm not looking for somebody who's going to do exactly what I tell him to do, when I tell him to do it, how I tell him to do it. I need you to have some assertiveness behind you and be able to say, hey, no, not a good idea. Or, hey, no, we don't maybe need to do that with our money because we're trying to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need somebody that's able to do that. So in the instances when I said he's too nice, I've meant he wasn't assertive enough. And I think a lot of women might describe it in a different way, but I think a lot of times that's what they mean is that, I don't like that whole, I want a man that know how to be a man shit. I would never describe it as that because what the fuck does that even mean? But basically it's that he wasn't assertive enough. That my personality, I don't want somebody who whose my personality eclipses yours, right? Like, because mm-hmm. that ain't going to work. And I don't want that. Like, that's boring to me. So, um, my, when I've said that, that's what I've meant. I can't speak for other women. So it sounds like your he is too nice actually has something to do with him being too nice. Yes. Like As wasn't willing to like, you know, okay, perfect example. I dated this guy who was too nice in high school. And this is what I mean by too nice, right? I worked um at Food World and there was a guy there that was not my boyfriend that had a crush on me that asked me about going to his prom with him. Now know that this like of course not but i just wanted to see what the boyfriend was gonna have to say about this do you know this motherfucker was like oh are you gonna go because that would be you know if you want to go that'd be like like seriously because let me tell you what would have happened had he come to me and said some bitch he worked with asked him about taking her to the prom uh no absolutely not what the fuck no she need to find somebody else because no hell no that's not okay he was just like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, you, and I'm just like, seriously? Like, I mean, I didn't go because it was been disrespectful for me because I wouldn't have wanted him to do that. So I'm not going to do something that I wouldn't want you to do to me. But just like shit like that, like that, that's too nice. Like, I need you to be a little bit more assertive than Well, that. see, this gets into one of my issues, I guess. My first girlfriend girlfriend mm-hmm. quotation marks <laughs> girl i was dating when i was young mm-hmm. i was 16 and she was 23 don't know Nigga, what her what? deal was but see my question always is to the older person like you're 23 with a 16 year old i get your your end of things her end of things it's like in in some states she was definitely a pedophile yeah but <laughs> 
That's neither here nor there. Yeah, let's not focus on <laughs> She she played uh, I mean in hindsight, like she played a lot of games. She okay. tested me a lot to see if I was, you know, I don't know, faithful or trying to talk to other women or whatever. So one day she asked me, she said she got a male friend that wants to go to the movies with her and she asked me if it was cool if she went. And my perspective was, you grown as fuck. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. If you want to do it, I ain't going to stop you. If you want to do it behind my back, I ain't going to stop you. Now, clearly, you making that decision is an indicator about our situation. So if you make it, I get to make a decision based off how I feel <laughs> that your decision process is. But at the end of the day, you grown as fuck. You can make the decision you want to. I ain't putting chains on nobody. I ain't telling nobody they can't do nothing. But if you do something, that is an indicator that you ain't ready for this. You don't want to be in this. You would rather be a free floating out here. And that's not a relationship situation I want to be in. Did you explain it that way? Or did you just say, yeah, that's cool. Go on. <laughs> oh, I told her you could do it. You, you grown. You can make your own decisions. I didn't say you can go. I didn't say not to go. I said, you, can, you grown. I'm okay. not. Why are you asking me? You know what I'm saying? You asking me because you feel like I'm the gatekeeper somehow to your behavior just because. When it comes to other niggas, not my behavior in general, right? Like if a female friend had asked her, you would never have even known about that shit because I'm sure she wouldn't have brought it to you because for what? Right? This is another male though. This is another guy. This is, I mean, it's a different situation, I guess, in my mind. Now, she was actually testing you. I don't. I just. I already felt like he was too nice, so it wasn't necessarily a test. It just I wanted to see just how fucking far his niceness went because the difference between you, what you're saying and him, he fucking really meant it. Like he would have been completely fine had I gone to this prom. He would have been all right with it because he was just that nice of a guy. Like never said no to anything like never had a problem with it just nice super fucking nice nice isn't passive because that's what pa- i don't like confrontation i don't want you to get upset so i'm just gonna say yes that's what passive people do and that's the kind of person he was extremely passive and at the end of my conversation she could take that perception because her expectation was me to say hell no Yes, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> but that ain't my that ain't my game. That ain't my thing. In terms of, you can make whatever decisions you want as a grown ass person, but your decisions are going to be a reflection of how my relationship with you continues on my end. Because clearly, if you say you're in a relationship with me, I expect you to have standards. <laughs> I don't fucking gotta uphold your standards in a relationship. If you think it's cool to go out with somebody while you're in a relationship with somebody else, and you do it. You don't want to be in this relationship. <laughs> so go do what you like. But when you come back home, my Xbox going to be packed up. <laughs> my Xbox going to be That's packed That's the only up. thing that I would take first immediately <laughs> when I leave. <laughs> and that's probably the only thing that I would have traveled, transitioned over to your house if we're not married. That's over there, you know, because <laughs> I got a house on the new. But. I mean, again, from my perspective, it, it has always been. I'm a lot. I am a lot. And I know that I am a lot. And to the person who ever ends up dealing with me for the whole rest of their life is going to be somebody that is able to kind of 
rein that in sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. and again, this isn't even from a relationship perspective. Anybody that's friends with me have they have to do that occasionally and have to be like, hey, you know, like calm the fuck down, or it's not that serious of a situation, or like, and I appreciate that and that's what I value in my friendships and any kind of relationship I have with you I want you to be the kind of person who can say hey nope <laughs> no I disagree with you no you know because I don't want somebody that's just going everything I say you yeah that's fine yeah that's good yeah that's right if I'm wrong fucking tell me that I am wrong like I'm not that person that wants you to just tell me that I'm right all the time if I'm wrong and you can prove to me that I'm wrong <laughs> oh there it is all right you got proof if i could you know if you can prove to me that i'm fucking wrong cool all right wrong is subjective if you're not talking about two plus two i mean if you can give me a valid argument for why i'm wrong (laughs) i will accept that potentially it depends on my mood (laughs) but yeah for the most part i said when you said nice guys you mean nice I've been told that I was too nice, but I really think it was just the most, the easiest way to not say other things that were the real reasons that like they didn't want to continue. Now, some, and I know a lot of guys, now there are women, I don't think this is what you're talking about, but I just thought this just popped in my head. There are women who are used to being treated like shit. Okay, and so when they get somebody that's not doing that, it it comes. Oh, he's too nice because that's not what they're accustomed to. That does happen. That happens less often, though. I feel like than people want because a lot of times when this question is asked, it's like, well, you just used, you know, that ain't the case all the time. But that does happen. There are women who are used to being in shit ass relationships, and so when somebody comes along that isn't being, you know, a dickhead, it's hard for them. I don't know that that's the overall. I don't know average reason. I it's like, oh, you listening to me? It's a trap. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> that does happen. I can absolutely admit. Hell, as a therapist, I've worked with those women, and I've had had this conversation with her. Like, look, what he's doing. It's what motherfuckers are supposed to do. You're just not used to that shit. That's what's supposed to happen. He's supposed to be respectful. He's supposed to not put his hands on you. He's supposed to do all of these things that this dude is doing. And it's not that he's too nice. He is what he's supposed to be. These other dudes were shitheads. And so that does happen. But again, my case, that hasn't been what it has been. It's been that I just need somebody that can be assertive and can say, hey, Calm the fuck down. In all facets of my life, that's with friendships, that's with like intimate relationships. Hell, my mama be real quick to say, oh, no, ma'am. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Calm down. My brothers do the same thing. Everybody in my life that stays in my life, because I'm a sarcastic asshole, I am. The people that can deal with me are the people that can be like, hey, you're being an asshole. Stop. <laughs> okay. I can accept that because I have a tendency to do that. So I get it. I can accept that. So I need somebody that can do that. Somebody that's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Or, oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about it that way. Now, it's one thing if you if I really made a valid point. And it's another if you still think I'm wrong, but you're just going to tell me I'm right because you don't want to, like, rock the boat. No, do that shit. I don't have time for that. I feel like I feel like women call a man saying that men are too nice is a more maturity thing. I think it's just 
avoidant of giving the actual reasons why. You don't you think that could not. actually be the reason? That they're too nice? Yes. No, too nice is so subjective. Like what is too nice? No. Oh, you open my doors. That's not. I don't think I have never experienced that. Experienced it like that. Like I don't know what kind of. Let me put it like this: in the instances which are many that I've been called too nice, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I had been put in any position to show any assertiveness in terms of why a woman would call me too nice in the context of the situation that you gave. Yeah, I mean, I've only used too nice. Maybe twice. Like, I've only had two guys in my life that I've been like, fuck, like, come on now. That's only happened twice. Most of the time, it's some other shit. And I don't mind telling you it's other shit. But, like, in my head, it's like, okay, I'm respectful of women. I consider women and, you know, I value their emotions. I listen. I spend time. I do a lot of things. Mm Mm-hmm. Out of that comes you're too nice. But see, that's not being too nice. Like, you and I have had debates, so I know for sure. Like, if you have a differing of opinion, you will state that, oh, no, I don't agree or I feel differently in a respectful way. Again, you ain't got to be an asshole to me and be like, bitch, no, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you have a difference of opinion, you'll state that. I've seen you do that. I know that. <laughs> Yet, I have still been told. That I'm too nice. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's well, just the thing. It's too like, subjective of a notion. I don't know that you can say everybody that uses that though is just using it as an excuse. That the problem with this is it's going to depend on the woman that's saying it, and it depends. In my case, it depends on the man that's hearing it. Yeah, because clearly I have a limited view of what things I offer, and I don't know what I don't offer. But saying I'm too nice is so blanket of a statement that yeah. it don't even give me any insight into what. Is a potential issue. Oh, I gave him specifics when I said he was too nice. <laughs> and, like, even my brothers. Like, I dated this guy in high school, so, like, my brothers, like, knew him. And even they were like, that ain't gonna work because he's too nice for you. Like, they even said this. Like, other men, other male people in my life said this about this specific guy. Like, that is not but gonna work. what you have even said is that it's really that he was not assertive enough in situations that you expected him to be more assertive. Yeah. And you might have said that to him, but when I get a blanket, you're too nice. That can't have no be idea. Yeah. And knowing yeah. that it's subjective across different women, yeah. everyone in their women too nice meant something else. So I have no idea where I'm at at the end of the day. Well, I guess have you ever asked like what you mean by too nice uh uh-uh. at the point too nice come it's too late <laughs> it don't even matter <laughs> you're well, done <laughs> i would just be curious to know like i would just want to know for my if somebody told me if somebody was like oh we, you know this isn't gonna work red because you're too whatever what do you mean by that like i i would my curiosity like i know obviously this shit with us ain't going but for just for the next dude like i would just want to know what the fuck I mean, does that I, I mean, mean i have asked before but it always just become a tap dance you know <laughs> it always just become a show like i don't i don't it, i'm never closer to the answer than i was when i asked the question i feel like uh uh in my my definition of too nice with it being you're not assertive enough i don't feel like that you're gonna come across that guy all that again i'm you know 31 almost 32 years old i've come across two guys that i've used that for now a woman who's constantly like everybody every time you date somebody well, he was too nice he was too nice he was too nice that for me would be a red flag like why the fuck everybody you talk to is too nice like what is your definition of too nice bitch like that's a lot when everybody is too nice again i've only used that twice before 
um I use that with him and I use that with somebody that I like dated in college for the same exact reason where it was just like everything I say you agree with like you can't agree look I'm wrong a lot you can't possibly agree with everything I say it ain't fucking possible like shit happens a lot I'm wrong a lot I'm sure y'all listen to this show would be like I'm wrong sometimes <laughs> so like it happens there's no possible way that you can agree with everything that I say it's just not possible unless you're me Unless you're like a clone of me, it's not possible. You're gonna disagree with some shit. Like, well, I feel like if you're the kind of person that would call a dude too nice, you should also say this is too much money. No, this food is too delicious. Nah, like, I'm talking about now. Nah, I'm talking about not assertive enough. I'm talking about too nice. Like actually too if nice. Too nice. If you're using too nice as a blanket statement and not talking about because nice is what you're supposed to be yeah, seeking. It is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a nice car. That's a nice shirt. That's a nice dude. Isn't there such thing as too nice car? Is there such thing as too nice of, yeah, of clothing? I guess. So how can it be too nice of a dude? I guess it, that's just the catch. It's just easier to go to that than to like actually give an explanation. Now I just gave an entire explanation, yeah. but like that doesn't happen often. It did with him because when I tried to break up with him because he was so again not assertive, you know. It was actually kind of funny because he was in this situation where he's used to agreeing with me, but he really didn't agree with this this decision that I was making. And so it's like, how do I argue but still agree? It was very kind of hilarious to listen to him try to back out of that. But because um, he just was used to anything I said was good and okay. Yeah. With, I mean, everybody in my life, my male friends, my brothers, like everybody was like, nope. Because <laughs> he's too nice, which in our case meant he wasn't assertive enough. He was too passive of a person. Yeah. For my needs in my life or for what I even like. Like I said, I don't want my dog. Look, Kingston don't do what I tell him to do all the fucking time. And Kingston <laughs> don't agree with everything that I do. He lets it be known that he disagrees with me in his own little doggy way. Mm-hmm. So I don't need another human in my life that's going to do that shit either. So, well, a, a human that's in your life is not going to have been a Chinese dictator in their past life. I so. mean, he was not <laughs> a Chinese dictator. Kingston was. <laughs> Y'all should meet Kingston. Y'all will understand what I'm talking about. I'm a, I need to do like a video just a day in the life. He do so much crazy shit. Like it would be a hilarious video. It really would because that dog is fucking ridiculous. Like... He do human stuff with the limitations of a dog body. He really does. It's creepy sometimes. Like, <laughs> he didn't side at me before. He side at me the other day because what did I do? I grabbed his tail. He was laying down, snoring, and I just, like, grabbed his tail. He, like, raised his head up and side out the fuck out of me. Like, bitch, you see me sleeping. And I was just like, are you serious right now? He like, really? Shit. Yeah, he was not here for it. He, he mm-hmm. was taking his nap. I disrupted his nap. You so. did. Yeah. But yeah, that's that was the last question. So again, if you have any questions that you like for us to answer on the show, you can do it through the website or you can do it through our email address, which is conversationconartist with an S at gmail.com. All right, we're gonna get into some deliberate nonsense. The first thing we're gonna talk about is some more of this transgender bathroom nonsense. <sighs> As of late, retailers have started to chime in about 
these different bathroom legislations. Uh, the latest one was Target said, hey, you can use any bathroom that your gender identifies with. That's fine. Starbucks has said, hey, you can use any bathroom that your gender identifies with. And that's fine. And Target was even trying to in places where it's legal trying to have more gender gender neutral bathroom signs and you know walmart hand chimed in and it's a lot of people about a million people done signed a ban for going to target and are encouraging people to go to walmart just because they've stayed neutral on the situation i went to target yesterday literally it was less biggest in there right I know it was. <laughs> they try not to go to Target. I I just have to say that this law is the dumbest shit I can I've ever I've ever read. Yes, it is. It's and conceptually stupid, perceptually stupid. It's stupid on paper. It's stupid coming out of people's mouths. And I'm appalled that the propaganda that led to such a widespread understanding and support of this law. It's as big as it as it is. I, I just it's beyond me, because these are my problems with the law. First off, what the fuck y'all think transgender people been going to bathroom at the last fucking fifty plus years? Now clearly, transgender gay people have existed all throughout history. In America, it hasn't been such a prevalent group of people because it was so shunned back then, and you can lose so much in society that nobody came out. Today. Is a more open America, is a more accepted America, and more people are coming out as these things because they're comfortable with it, not because it's brand new, like a lot of people would lead you to believe. And so, you've been going to the bathroom with these people for the longest. And you just didn't know it. Yeah. There's been no increase in, in child abuse or sexual abuse between transgender. I can assure you, if there was a trend of transgender people abusing children, we would know it. It would be articles saying Hell that. yeah. <laughs> and it really appalls me that all a politician got to do is say something like, hey, transgender can go in any bathroom they want. And the mass of the world just jump behind and rally behind this. And it's stupid as fuck. Here's the problem. You're right. They have been doing that. You don't... Because they look like, like... You don't fucking know. You have no clue. Looks like a woman. You're not going to go in there with her to see it. Like how she's... You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know. Problem is now that you put this out there, a dude who actually does not identify as a woman, but who just wants to fucking go in the women's bathroom can do that now. Because you've like put it out there and made it made this big deal about it when before that shit was happening anyway when it needed to happen. It's crazy because aesthetically you've made it easier for men to go in the women's restroom and women to go into the men's restroom. Very easy. Yes. A woman can go into a men's restroom, you know, whoever i mean i'm kind of on board with that though because like there's always a line for us y'all don't never have a line what i'm run saying in and run out. I know what i'm saying. saying yeah no the it side is. piece is gonna go into walmart yep. wait for him to go in the bathroom and his head getting busted in the men's bathroom now yep and clearly what they've been trying to protect girls from is men just walking into the bathroom Basically. but now you made it in a situation in which that can actually happen where it couldn't happen before and it's literally unenforceable you can't enforce this. What are you gonna have people carry their birth certificates with them? You can get birth certificates amended after you have a sex change. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. are you going to have somebody doctor up there testing people? You know, grabbing the balls and saying cough. <laughs> I mean, are you going to do that? Might That's what they do in physicals for boys. I know, but if, you might get pissed though. Like if somebody's getting ready to go to the bathroom and you make them do that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's stupid. Like. 
How are you going to enforce that? And I, the thing is, I question the sincerity. Right now, we are in an election year. And so, I feel like, I don't know how sincere, because it just leads, this leads to more problems as opposed to leaving it the way that it was. Like, it sounds good. It sounds horrible. It sounds horrible, but, but like to people who would like to believe it, it sounds good. Exactly, it sounds good, and it really doesn't. Again, they've been going to the bathroom that they needed to use, and it hasn't been any issues because you go into the bathroom in which you, it looks right, right? Because if a transgender person that is in the midst that hasn't had to change yet, a man that like has been taking the hormones and like has grown grown the hair out and physically presents as a woman but still has the 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 equipment of a man if she go in the men's bathroom looking like that it would have been a fucking problem you know what i'm saying like so obviously that has not been what's been going on before now there was no need for this law is the, is the thing there wasn't a, a need for it and that's what make it propaganda yeah propaganda is a very misleading idea that is used to deliver some kind of political perspective and it started in north carolina with uh pat mccrory who is continuously defending this bill saying that he's it started off as a mandate in charlotte that private businesses had to allow these people to go to any restroom and to the side of republicans they've always been into defending the private sector's interests and so he made this law to protect private businesses but added the component of blocking transgender people from choosing what bathroom they would like to go to in government buildings so you've intervened in the lives of those people on the federal level now putting more government in their lives by something that has always existed that has never caused a problem and if you look at statistics if you're doing this to protect the children and protect your children and boys and daughters statistically your child is more likely to be abused by an uncle by a grandfather by a uh, daycare worker by people that you trust by people that you put in their community. Religious figures. Religious figures. is not likely to be done by a stranger. Furthermore, there are existing laws that keep you from being able to touch people anywhere. And if a person touched a child in a bathroom, whether they were transgender or regular, there are laws that give them secure penalties for that. So saying that this law protects them, it doesn't. Because there is already laws that protect people. This is a direct attack on America's discomfort with LGBT groups, LGBT individuals, and it's continued to be perpetuated by Christian groups. These are groups that sign in all of these things, and a lot of Christian people are advocating for people to stop going to Target. And I mean, it's crazy to me, man. I, I just don't get I ain't, it. You know, again, less of these crazies will be in Target, so <laughs> be in there more. I just don't know. If the politicians that enact these laws are smart enough to know that they don't make sense, but they know that it will get a platform for them to possibly mm-hmm. be reelected, yep. or if they dumb as shit and actually believe this, because I believe Pat McCrory hey, probably believe it. Hey, I don't think he. Yeah. I don't think he. I can't say he ain't smart, but I think he believe what he's spewing about this law. I think he just really can't conceptualize 
how it's a problem. Considering some of the shit that's come out of some of these politicians' mouths over the years, I, I believe that there's a, by, probably about a half and half. Some of them aren't really truly believe this shit and others do it just to get reelected. So it just depends on the politicians. Well, some of them actually well do believe this shit. This ain't going well for North Carolina governor at all. I just... And Alabama just passed the ordinance in Oxford, Alabama, to circumvent all of that because Target said, hey, you can go to any bathroom you want to that you gender identified, that you identify with. And so they passed the ordinance in Oxford that says, hey, any of you citizens that are going to Target, if you see somebody going to the wrong bathroom, you can call us. So they finna use blind ass grandmama, bigoted ass, old ass <laughs> eyes to determine whether that might be a man going into the women's bathroom or that might be a woman going into the men's bathroom. And you get to call and use police resources for that? You know how many calls from Target police gonna be getting? Tons. A bunch. Oh yeah. Tons why would tons. you why would you even do I don't know, this whole law is stupid. It is. It don't make sense. It does it's not. counterproductive because it one, it's presented a whole new way for predators to be able to do stuff. Yeah. Be, uh without evidence to dictate that any transgender people have even been predators in these instances. Yup. I read an article that said more Republican congressmen have been arrested for lewd bathroom conduct than <laughs> transgender people. I can believe that. Yeah. Too. I can totally believe that. That is hilarious. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But since we going down the road of Christianity, what I'm going to do now is bring up Kirk Cameron. I'm going to try to keep this PC. What was that show that Kirk Cameron was in? Um, With Alan, Robin Thicke Daddy? Yeah. Um, fuck. Growing Pains? I think it was Growing Pains. Growing Pains, uh-huh. yeah. And that, now he's created millions, not millions, but a whole lot of these fucking Left Behind movies that just... If you ever watch... I've watched one just to see... Oh my god like i wouldn't even watch one he's oh an uber christian my god <laughs> he's like a super christian yes he is he's like so. if you take regular christian and put the godly version of steroids in a syringe you shoot up a regular christian with that and you got him he's like the super saiyan yeah super saiyan of christians <laughs> basically he i blame my brother for the fact that i even <laughs> know what a fucking super saiyan is he Jay. at comic-con right now at um the indiana Indianapolis one. Did he just text me? They did last year. They did in this year because his him and his friends were broke and they couldn't afford the costumes. But they last year they went. I forgot who they went as. I don't even remember. They went as something probably anime that I don't know because he yep. loved anime, fairy tales. I bet it's weird as hell being black characters. I'm sure. dressing up as anime characters that are clearly white yeah. mostly mm-hmm. or Japanese and being a black version of that yeah and mo- I- him and- <laughs> because there there are black people into anime but not as many most of his friends are white so he's like one of the few black faces in the group anyway so. I bet it'd be so many microaggressions towards him <laughs> I'm sure. from his friends mm-hmm. unintentionally but. yeah well Kirk Cameron how do we get to anime? Super Saiyans. <laughs> okay, yeah. Kirk Cameron pretty much reinforced everything that the Bible say verbatim, and he believe it. But it's very funny that it really comes to just the relationship aspect. Misogynistic. Of that you know what? Go ahead. I'm not going. Let me tell you what Kirk Cameron said. Wives are to honor and respect and follow their husband's lead, not to tell their husband how he ought to be a better husband. 
This is what Kirk Cameron said. <laughs> I wish y'all could see your face right now. <laughs> so lifeless. <laughs> you know. I knew you liked this quote. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Just like I love the question from last week. Um... I don't even know where to fucking... Be. First of all, can we just talk about how sexist the Bible is? Like, women in the Bible, like, just get the short end of the stick all the time. We can talk about it because I have a list of things that the Bible has said that women can't do. <laughs> and I... can't do shit, basically. I mean, to first summarize off, it. First off, a wife is a man's property. Daughters can be bought and sold. Fuck out of here. A raped daughter can be sold to her rapist. Collecting wives and sex slaves is a sign of status. Used brides deserve death. Women, but only virgins, are to be taken as spoils of war. Menstruating women are spiritually unclean. A woman is twice as unclean after giving birth to a girl as to a boy. A woman promises. A woman's promise is binding only if her father or husband agrees. Women should be seen, not be heard. Women should submit to their husband's instructions and desires. Um, and uh, women were created for men. Here's, and child, child for, as far as submission goes, childbearing is a form of atonement. Here's the fuck out of because, here. <laughs> because, get him, get his wife. Because women are the original sinners. Because you know she listened to the snake or whatever the little creature and then was. Then y'all motherfucking ass listened to me. <laughs> but okay, so here's the thing. Here's my problem with this because the insinuation is that men are perfect and all knowing and never make mistakes and never make poor decisions and never lead their family astray and that they don't, you know, commit crimes and don't do all of this fuck shit that they. Act. I'm not gonna yell because then it's gonna be hard for me when I edit. <laughs> And do all of this stupid shit. The that the assumption is that all men are going to lead their family in the direction that they are supposed to go in. And guess what? Shit isn't actually the way shit goes. <laughs> Surprisingly, for a lot of men out there, y'all don't have all the answers. And you don't always get things right. And you do make mistakes. And you're not perfect. Um, and so, therefore, why would I aimlessly follow in behind you? Like... What? And as far as being property, fuck out of here. Like, I guess what? And I get. I wonder what. What is the line? Because one, they tell you, let once you marry a man, you got to stay married forever. Can't get divorced. (laughs) Once you are married to that man, you're expected to follow him all the way, knowing that you can't get a divorce from this man. So, what if this man start to lead you into the trap house? Where's the line? What if he start leading you off a cliff? Like, or what at if what he start point? beating you for no reason? Because that shit. Like, first of all, let me just say this for anybody that's listening that lives in the Birmingham area. In the past two weeks alone, I don't know what is up with DV being on the rise. We have had two murders from domestic violence situations in which women have died at the hands of men that they were with, either married to or dating. So, like, I'm supposed to stick around and let this motherfucker kill me because this book says that? Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not finna stick around and get my ass whooped and wait for him to kill me. Like, I'm just not gonna do it. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you got a loophole because while the Bible does say don't murder anybody, it don't say don't murder your husband. 
<laughs> specifically. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, loopholes. Well, but uh, then I'm not gonna be obeying him. I'm gonna have gone against what it was that he wanted, and I'm supposed to obey him in all things. So. I'm still going to be but, in the wrong. But that's the good part about being able to repent for all your sins. <laughs> you can get into heaven still. Loophole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that shit is just never... The, again, the insinuation is that men don't make mistakes and that men are perfect creatures. And so women are always to follow in behind them because they're not going to make any mistakes. And I don't, I don't look at it like that. I know that's a valid interpretation. But the way I look at it is that even if a man ain't shit, a woman, woman's decisions and a woman's mind and a woman's ideals are worth so much less than that. You know what I'm saying? A woman's, a woman's input is like you know you asking Kingston where you should go get some food. You know what I'm saying? Today, nobody give a fuck. Kingston don't give a fuck where you going. Yeah, you don't no. give a fuck what Kingston think about he where you going. He ain't gonna get none of it anyway, so he really don't give a shit because he and can't that, eat people. I, I just think that from the Bible perspective, that's how little women are valued in the Bible. But here's my question. So then, and I'm pretty sure you can't answer this, but just because I have so many questions for like super Christians because most of this shit makes no sense. Okay, so if I am responsible for my own sins and I am responsible for getting myself into heaven, will I still get into heaven if the things that I did wrong were at the behest of my husband? Or will I be held responsible for the wrong that I did because I did it? I think that repenting for your sins is like erasing the whole whiteboard <laughs> and then you start back writing on it. So I think that it don't matter what you did in the past of your sins. If you genuinely repent for your sins and mean it and seek to change from those sins that you do committed, but what you're if good. I but what if I don't see it as a sin because I was doing what my husband told me to and I'm one of these people who believes that I am to do whatever he said. So I'm not going to repent for some shit I don't think is wrong. So then do I still not get into heaven? Because I'm not going to have repented for something that my husband told me to do because he's right. He's I'm supposed to do what he tells me to that do. That don't change that you have your own moral standard. Wrong how is subjective. You, but nah, according, so how can I have my own moral standard and also do what my husband says if there is a direct conflict there? Which one am I supposed to choose as a woman? If your husband do something wrong and you're doing something wrong with him, you're going to know it was wrong. If you sat in the box, if you were Catholic and you sat in the box with the Pope, you would tell him what was wrong that you did. <laughs> and he going to tell you to do three circles and the Hail Mary and jump up and down, whatever they Marys, tell you to do. The Hail Marys. Jump up in the <laughs> Hail Marys. He'll tell you, you know, 20 Hail Marys. What does that even do? I've never, under I don't understand Catholicism, but um, a lot about it. I don't understand a lot about it. And my family's Methodist, which derived from that. So there's a lot of stuff that like is said during service that has a direct correlation to Catholicism that n anybody out of them ain't been able to explain it to me. So, my mama been real simple when it came to Christianity because I remember coming home and saying, Mama, I was taking a test today and it asked me if I was a Christian, the Church of Christ, the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, non-denominational, Baptist, Methodist. I said, what are all of these? She was like, they all the same. Just put non-denominational. <laughs> she said, they all go from the same, except the Church of Latter-day Saints. They add their own little, you know, situation yeah. to the Bible. But she was like, they basically all the same. Protocol is different. Ways of worship is different. They all the same. And so my mama just been like, they all just connected. They overlap. It's a lot of overlap. 
There is a lot of overlap, but there are there are some substantial. I've gone to a Baptist church and I've gone to a Methodist church, and there are substantial differences in the service and in like what we do. Like I know that the method, the methodology of the church, like yeah. the different devotionals and the way and time that you take an offering. Of, uh, and well, we have a lot of. Um, Rights, I guess, that we say during the service. That like I remember that from my cousin's Methodist church. I believe in God the Father Almighty, the Maker yeah. of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, the only Son of our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born under the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and ascended on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From this he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the community of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, life everlasting. Amen. We say that every Sunday. And I've said that every Sunday that I've gone to church with my mom since I was a child, which is why I haven't memorized. And I had, I went to a church where the deacons got up there and was like, ah, ah, ah. like, what is that? I don't know. I've never known what that is. <laughs> I don't it's just know. like a chant. Guess, it, would it be called a chant? I guess. Kind of. Ah, ah. And then all the other church come in. Ah. <laughs> Everybody else come in then, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, it's just, those 3,000 different sects of Christianity have yeah. a bunch of overlap, but a bunch of differences. Enough mm-hmm. differences still for you to go to a service and have a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. See, I grew up going to a church that people call a sanctified church. Uh, That's the church where you might walk in and you see everybody running around the church yeah. and people jumping up and it looked like they're having a seizure, but they just really yeah. caught the Holy Ghost. And then the deacons come over and put a little white sheet I over top of them. Never been. And it looked like they might be dead, but they might be alive. And those kind of. Is that the church where they also come around like tapping people and they fall out? It ain't that extreme. Okay. Now we have. I've been to a church like that and got tapped and I just stood there. I had a pastor that I had a pastor that threw me. Like, I don't know why he thought I was. I thought he I was supposed to go along with falling, but it was in the choir, and we had these little chairs that were connected, and he pushed me back, and I fell over the chair. I was like, "The Holy Ghost didn't do that. You, you did that. Me. <laughs> you pushed me, bro." Yeah, I but, don't know. Uh, All that to say, if you're, a, I don't know, I. My mom is very Christian and thinks that I'm a heathen because I'm not. Part of our regular conversation every week is that I need to find a church to go to. Um, So I just don't understand the dedication to something that doesn't respect you or doesn't seem to respect you as like a human being. Um, So I've never understood that. And... As extreme as that sounds, there are people that like to the letter. Oh, it's millions of women yeah. that agree with that. I just don't. I don't. I don't condone it. Nah. I am a strong supporter of individuality. Yeah. If I'm doing wrong, whether you my friend, girlfriend, or husband, I expect you to tell me I'm doing wrong. And if I'm going in the wrong direction, then. You can let me know I'm going in the wrong direction. I don't know what kind of kick men get out of just expecting a woman to blindly follow them, you know. And then the Bible says, "Follow your husband as he follows Christ." Something along those lines. What if he ain't so exactly? What if he? What if he starts going down a a, a, a path of backsliding or whatever into in which he's not as genuine and involved with his faith as before? Should you still follow that man or not? I don't 
No, because there's no except there. There that is never raised. There it again. The insinuation is that all men are going to be doing what they're supposed to do. Because there isn't an unless. There isn't an unless clause in that. But there are loopholes. <laughs> Don't forget the loopholes. Christians are going to read the shit out of you for saying that there are loopholes. <laughs> what? They're going to have a problem with that. Saying that there are loopholes. They don't view it that way. I'm I sure. mean, it is what it is. If I can murder somebody and then I'm repent sorry. for my sins yeah. and get into heaven, that is the textbook definition of a loophole. <laughs> Basically. I'm I don't just know. saying. Screw Kirk Cameron. He's such a weirdo. Like I and when I, I watched him on Growing Pains, I never would have thought like he would go from that to like uh, left Behind And he constantly is making them Left Behind movies Like there's a lot of them Well I had the worst childhood hero That anybody could have Pee Wee Herman Oh shit yeah When your childhood hero masturbated in the movie theaters Then <laughs> your whole childhood Was a lie it was a lie You know he's still making mo- There's a movie on Netflix that was made like last year Yeah, yeah he's still he's in a blacklist <sighs> Looking like a woman I just don't Understand. Okay, I don't. Know. But it's supposed to be a man. She look like a woman. Okay. I don't know. The worst childhood. Anyway. Yeah, I never really watched Pee Wee's Playhouse. The last thing I got is talking about Harriet Tubman. This is something we didn't talk about last week. Cause we it, didn't because we were too busy. Yeah, the time. Time. I, I monopolized the time. You can say it. Time was a situation. <laughs> But we didn't talk about Harriet Tubman on the twenty dollar bill. I thought that shit was a joke because this is this is this to give you a hint of how I feel about America. I saw that and I said to myself, "There's no fucking way that America is gonna put Harriet Tubman, freer of the slaves and Union spy, on the fucking twenty dollar bill." Like I thought it was a joke. Like I was like, "Whatever." I really literally did not pay this any attention for the longest time because i thought it was just one of those jokes that go around like i really didn't take it seriously until i saw the shit on cnn i was like what the fuck they're really doing this like this is happening they're mm-hmm. really gonna do this shit can you imagine motherfuckers that drive around with the confederate flag on their truck paying for their gas with a tubman you know how hilarious that shit is gonna be. Very. You have any clue how fucking funny that's gonna be? Listen, this is gonna happen at twenty twenty around twenty nineteen. Start saving up your Andrew oh, Jackson. They gonna be looking for them. Yeah, shoots. cause them Jacksons gonna be in high white demand after them Tubmans come out. Cause they not gonna want to spend that shit. Like you think they go? Oh, that's gonna be so funny. Look, I hope to be in people. line behind somebody who like looks obviously racist that has to like reach into their wallet and pull out a bill with black ass Harriet Tubman on it. Like I, I can't wait for that. I'm excited for the day that that happens. I'm super excited because the shit's gonna be hilarious. All black folks should go to the bank after 2020 and just say all Tubmans. <laughs> like when they ask you, how do you want that back? All Tubmans. Don't care how much it is. <laughs> Look, imagine how rap videos gonna be. Oh shit! They just gonna have, they just gonna be making rain it rain Tubman's all day long. <laughs> That's gonna be kind of sad. In strip clubs, just throwing Tubman's at bitches. I don't think it's gonna be sad. I don't think so. No. Okay. Because at the end of the day, it's still just twenty dollars. It is. But it's I don't still know. a representation yeah. of America 
America's spending situation. That's true. But see, I have a qualm with the whole situation. It's a it's a problem I never have an answer to. Nope. <laughs> but I have my problem is why? Why? I know it originally it was to put a woman on the bill, woman's movement, but why? A white decider said, let's put Harriet Tubman on there. And I just really want to know the motivation for it. And you will never know. <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. I they can put us on the money, but they can't give us money because it's Harriet Tubman. It's Harriet Tubman. She is the freer of slaves. That's yeah. all you, when you to anybody say Harriet Tubman, oh, she helped free the slaves. She was a criminal when she was doing that. She was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They've been murdered. For she it. was a spy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When she was doing that. So, why did they choose Harriet Tubman? Is this supposed to be a subtle nod to the acknowledgement of slavery and, and its perils? Because and its, we and its really heroes? Tried, we've tried to erase that shit. If you got kids looking at history books, that shit gets like two sentences and then they move the fuck on. Like got, it didn't happen. Yeah, you literally get no acknowledgement of mm-hmm. slavery in America these days. They've nope. even tried to fight against this whole Confederate flag part having anything to do with slavery. <laughs> so why did they choose Harriet Tubman? And if it's connected to acknowledging slavery, why are they acknowledging slavery by putting a black face on a $20 bill that's connected to it? You know, I don't necessarily believe in reparations by money myself. I feel like if if any if black people should get reparations just to be in land and something that can be built upon, not something that with the current state of the African-American community, which the dollar bill stays in our community about six minutes Shit, to land, go into a new community. Land, I feel like a lot of people would sell off the land for the money. Like I feel like a lot of people would be like, the fuck I'm going to do with this land? Like, well, I, feel like they I don't think that it. would be a lot of people, though. You don't think so? I don't, I don't know. I don't think that would be a lot of people. Okay. I think there are enough people that believe in the African-American community building something for themselves, mm-hmm. for ourselves, to say, we got land now. Because even if we build something today, it ain't even on our land. It's on somebody else's land. Well, so and for it ain't me, even they land. I mean, exactly. All stolen. Originally, <laughs> it's all stolen shit. It's stolen, but on the papers that they created, yeah. <laughs> it belongs to them. That meant nothing to the original creators. But so I don't necessarily believe in reparations, but they put us on money, but they won't give any more acknowledgement of slavery. So for me, if this is an acknowledgement that Harriet Tubman was a positive. Uh, influence over the outcome of slavery ending and everything then when are we going to get more acknowledgement or what does more acknowledgement look like or why just this you know or what I'm saying is it going to be just this I mean I don't know I feel like that's a conversation to be first of all it ain't going to be till 2020 correct when the mm-hmm. shit happens I just don't know what is going to happen after that is released I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes but I don't know like I don't know that you could say why just this because how do you know it's going to be just it? I don't. I'm usually the one that's the cynic, and we all know that. But I just don't know. Maybe it will be other things, or maybe it won't be nothing else but this. Maybe they're gonna be like, "You got Harriet Tubman on the twenty. Shut the fuck up." I don't know. I don't know. I don't I mean, know. What's gonna that's happen. one of the reasons that I, I don't really care for. F- Reparations and money because it's going to be diffused back into regular culture, and now they're going to say, "Okay, 
We paid you for slavery. Shut the fuck up about these injustices. Yeah. I will never be bought off like that without something to show for it. Yeah. So for me, reparation gonna have to come in for some in something I can keep and something that my community can say, hey, let's consolidate this, let's put this all together, and let's create our own, you know, little Africa. You know, they got little China. Let's create little Africa. Well, it wouldn't be called little Africa. No, I mean, it'll be called it little Black America or something like that because that'll be a slap in the face to Africans. It would. Oh, you shit. <laughs> they, God, the, the upheaval that that would cause. But from my perspective, I would rather Andrew Jackson stay on the $20 bill and black people stop getting shot by police than I would rather him stay on the bill and then I would rather him stay on the bill and African Americans stop getting incarcerated disproportionately to other cultures. I would rather him stay on the $20 bill and have more educational opportunities for people of color. I don't just want a visual representation of it. I am, I'm glad that I can look at a, dollar, a bill just like I'm glad I can look at a president and it be somebody that encompasses my culture. You know, when I was a little boy that they said you can be anything you want to be. But I looked up at the presidents and I was never one, no, never one of them. Nope. You know, Barack Obama help is helping these little boys grow and see that I can be whatever. But this is a funny thing, though, is it's boy it's little boys that seven to eight years old little white boys that seven to eight year old that have never seen a white president president in their lifetime <laughs> <laughs> that's, true. that's crazy you know what i'm saying lucky them they didn't have but, to su- suffer through bush but i, I just don't that. want a visual representation the visual representation is welcome and i would never try to reverse that or send that back but i want to see change and how African-Americans are treated in the country, not just a subtle nod to the fact that we exist here, which is possible that that's what that is. But I'll never know. But I just have to have those thoughts and I got to flesh out my ideas about the thing because of that. You feel me? Yup. But don't forget, after 2020, when you go to the bank, all Tuckmans. That's all you should say. All Tuckmans. Let an ATM not give me Tubman's. That shit is gonna be. So <laughs> I'm going straight hilarious. to the bank with them hundreds. <laughs> I don't want this shit. Give me some Tubman's. Tubman's. <laughs> and you know what's gonna be messed up? It's like when you go to a restaurant and you order a salad, and the server be like, "Would you like ranch with that?" <laughs> like bank tellers gonna be like, "You want Tubman's?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just you're gonna be racist now, huh? I want Tubman's because I'm black. <laughs> That's why I want Tubman's. <laughs> Give me all pennies. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Give me all pennies. Just to work. I'm going to come back and switch them out tomorrow. <laughs> Make you do some work for being racist. <laughs> oh God. Okay, I'm done. Alrighty. Well, that takes us into Unnatural Selection, which could essentially just be called Lemonade Part 2. Because I got a couple of things. When Beyonce on Formation said, you know you that bitch when you start all this conversation, she meant that shit. And she wrote that line before any conversation was even started. She, she knew what was coming. She already knew what was coming down the Went pipeline. Went to a palm reader. Yeah. Crystal ball reader. <laughs> she called Miss Cleo. She talked to Dr. Strange. Let me... I'm going to end with the lighter hearted of the thing. So let's start with the Azaleas. Uh, let's start with Iggy. Iggy and Let's her. not start with Iggy. You don't want to start with Mm-mm. Iggy? Let's start with Azalea Banks then. Let's start with her. Azalea Banks 
on the day that it was released was like, oh, Lemonade's great, Lemonade's wonderful, Lemonade is amazing. The next day, this bitch is on Instagram or Twitter or whatever social media outlet it was, going on and on about how Lemonade wasn't good and how Lemonade wasn't this feminist movement and how it's basically, you know, you taking back, telling women to stay with people that cheat on them and just all of this bullshit. Here's my issue with Azalea Banks. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't know shit this girl has ever put out. Like, I don't know any of her music. I've never heard any of her music. And my problem with that is this. Anytime I hear your name, it's synonymous with some bullshit. It's with you being involved in some kind of a beef that's usually one-sided because you get into beef with people who are actually relevant and you're not. Like with um, Erica Badu, she had a whole thing with Erica Badu where she was telling, you know, it's it just when people do that kind of thing, to me, it outshadows like the music that you're putting out. Because, again, I ain't never heard nothing about her. I'm not a big hip hop person. I, I will admit that. But shit, I done heard some Meek Mill shit and I don't like him, but I ain't heard nothing about Zelia Banks. Have you ever heard anything about her? Nope. Okay. On purpose. Because she always getting these Twitter beef for folks. <laughs> and. That's the only time you ever hear her name. Yeah, that's really the only time. Yeah, like she is a, an aspiring R and B singer, but she oh, is not R and B shit. I thought she was a rapper. <laughs> she not gonna get Shows success. How much I know because she's overshadowed by her controversies, basically, and nobody gonna want to work with her. Nope. And it's not. It don't even seem like it seems like she's reactionary. It don't even seem like she think through this stuff. No, she don't. It seemed like. She concoct ways to get her name out there, like one of those any publicity is good publicity type oh, situations. Shit. But I don't think that's gonna help it's, her career grow. I don't think it because again, I don't know no song. <laughs> I mean, I really don't know anything she's ever done, like music wise. Everything that I know about her is about her like having beef with people in social media. So I don't know. She needs to sit the fuck down. And the other Azalea. Needs to sick the fuck down as well, which would be Iggy. Iggy has a problem with being called Becky. First of all, then nobody call you Becky specifically, bitch. So let's just get that out the way. But she decided to get on Twitter, Instagram, one of these social media outlets, and you know go on about how she didn't think that it was right that Beyonce used Becky as a term for white women, and that you know people would have a problem if she called every all Asian women mainly. And all black women, Shanae. And all black men, Deshaun's. And it's just like, first of all, you're cultural appropriator enemy number one, bitch. Like, everybody continuously gets in your ass because they don't feel like you're genuine. You have this whole different persona when you're rapping as opposed to when you give interviews. Like, she sounds like this little pristine Australian white lady when she's giving the interview. And then she, like, changes it up completely in the music. And people have had an issue with her since the beginning of her career. And my thing is, like, I've been defending Iggy Azalea on that in terms of, I don't know, as I've said before, Mm. how it feels to be a white person. But being black is dope as fuck. I want to be black. (laughs) I want to do all that shit, too, (laughs) if I was white. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Look, being being black black is is dope, but guess what? It, we, you get all these shit we can't get right. Like we're just naturally dope, right? We just are. It's we're just fucking cool. But 
because they're not cool, they took everything else. And that's where, and and if I stay consistent with my definition of cultural appropriation over talking over this podcast, is using another culture to make money. And that's what the fuck she's doing. You know done. what I'm saying? And she's using this culture to make money. And I, how dare you have the audacity to talk about not in not liking being called Becky. Number one, like you said, she wasn't called a Becky. Number two, if it's suspected that the Becky that they being talked about is Rachel Roy, she is fucking Bengali Indian. Yep. She ain't even white. Or it also there's been other people that be- none of the Beckys are white. Let me just say that. Like all of the people that people are speculating are Becky. None of them are white. Corinne Stephens came out talking about she got an article saying I'm I'm the Becky with the good I was the Becky with the good hair for three thing. minutes. Here's the thing that nobody's adding on. <laughs> Becky with the good hair in the African American community. Good hair. That's a whole other conversation that we can have. Good hair is seen as natural hair because people tell me this shit all the time and it annoys me natural hair that has a natural curl to it as opposed to the more afro textured hair i hate when people tell me oh well your hair is good because it curls hate that shit so becky with the good hair i does not necessarily have to be somebody that is white and beyonce is not the first fucking person to use becky you took it back even further than what i knew but my first in, like first meeting with a Becky in, in in popular culture was Sir Mixalock. Oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. That was my first introduction to a Becky. And then Plies had an entire song about Becky's, what Becky represent bitches that give head. So like, I just don't understand how you're going to act like Beyonce created Becky. She didn't. She absolutely 100% did not. And going back further than Sir Mix a lot what Red is talking about is going back to William Makepeace Thackeray's satirical novel novel Vanity Fair in 1847 in which the character Becky Sharp was a a woman that got prominent by seducing wealthy men and then you got in 1876 Becky Thatcher uh, seducing Tom Sawyer and I think what you get is a trend of Becky's whether these I know Plies ain't went back to look at no Hell no. <laughs> Vanity Fair novels <laughs> to figure this out. But no. there's probably just pieces that intelligent people are actually putting together. But in these histories, you got a trend of Becky's being women that are uh, sexually promiscuous, that seduce men, that treat men a particular way. Even the song Becky with Plies was about white girls giving head. So you're talking about a specific type of white woman that is referenced to as Becky. If you don't want to be regarded as Becky, don't do Becky things. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're talking about a specific type of white woman. It's kind of similar to if you call a black person Uncle Tom. You're not re- you're not referencing every black person. Nope. You're talking about a specific type of black person that does a specific thing. Like Ben Carson, for example. Exactly. <laughs> like like Ben Carson. Yes. But when you get out there and generalize Becky yourself and put yourself in a situation where you're feeling like you're being called a Becky I don't know if that's narcissistic or stupid in her case it's stupid because again you're the last person to be talking about like any kind of cultural insensitivity bitch like the last person that needs to bring any attention to any kind of race 
anything. Like you're the last person on earth that needed to do this because like nobody's gonna take you seriously. Your whole career is built around taking something that doesn't belong to you and trying to make money off of it. Whole career centered around that shit. Like I don't understand. And um, I'm, I'm just a part of all the think pieces that then came out about Becky being racist. White people. Like, <laughs> okay, is there a word that is Becky a word that will make you tremble in fear if or, somebody say it, or keep you from getting a job, or keep you from? I just. You can be actually named Becky. Like, that could be your actual <laughs> fucking name. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be go. okay. <laughs> like, that is not right. And then, not only that, but Becky with the good hair is literally complimenting your ass <laughs> in the whole damn fucking statement. You are getting, a, you are literally getting complimented in that. In, in how Beyonce phrased it, she is fucking declaring that Becky's have good hair. <laughs> What the fuck? I just... I mean... White people just... I really feel like it... I gotta find something wrong with it, so I'm gonna latch on to whatever I possibly can. Oh, shit, Becky. Let's do that. Let's let's latch on to Becky. Like This has produced enough white tears to make lemonade. Oh, my God. For all... Every black person in exactly. America. Enough lemonade for every black person in America. Piers Morgan, old bitch ass... Talking shit about wanting enjoy. He said, "I enjoy lemonade, but I like the less agitating uh, version of Beyonce that doesn't play the work race card." The whitewashed version of Beyonce is what he likes. He doesn't like the Beyonce that talks about like her culture and a pot. Like he don't like that shit. Let's not do that. Rachel, I watched a a video of Rachel Ray responding to all this stuff with. Rachel Roy and she laughed it off and said that this ain't the first time they done got uh, confused they've gotten clothes sent to the wrong places uh, they've had reservations at restaurants switched up and messed up she said that they actually been in communication often they sent each other flowers from this situation Wow! because it just happened so much with her and she posted on her Instagram a recipe for lemonade <laughs> Well, she's a good sport about it. Very some good of y'all sport. were being fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah, exactly. Y'all were. <laughs> she fans. found the twi- She found out the power of Twitter and the power Hell of Beyonce's yeah. fans. Yeah, some of y'all were ridiculous. I'm glad she had a good sense of humor about but it. British Glamour published a post that was very insensitive by two women that were named Becky that wrote the article and they since took it down. You can still go find it. Uh, Kaya. Made some comments about my it. neck, my back, Kaya. Yeah, my this neck, my bitch. back, Kaya said that she got she making black folks look bad running around here with these blonde braids on her head and got Serena Williams in this video twerking. And wait, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm, wait. yes, yes, my neck, my back, Kaya is saying somebody else is making black people look bad. Yes, really, don't trust no niggas. Kaya yeah. is the one that's out here saying, girl, if you don't have a stadium of seats, like, what the fuck? That is, I didn't even know about that one. That's hilarious. Now, game, for some reason, came for her after that. 
That's and I'm gonna tell you what he, he said. <laughs> he is petty. He said, "Bitch, don't your neck and your back hurt? You got magazine pages taped to the wall. One droopy titty about to come out of that Target dress, and then braids moonwalking off your edges, and you don't here talking about Bay. Go on somewhere, Auntie Face." <laughs> I fucking hate him. Oh my god, that is hilarious. He petty. He just real petty. He ain't, he ain't come here for no game. He but did it. Petty as fuck. That it's appalling, and I'm gonna. T- <laughs> this is the last one I got. We'll tell you what Ply said. Damn it. Because, you know, he always get on what a vine or whatever he be on making, making them little videos. videos. Talking crazy. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to tell y'all something. Y'all need, you niggas, y'all got 30 days. 30 days to cheat. You better get the cheating out the way for these next 30 days because, you know what I'm saying? They eliminate on their mind. They got passes and all that. I'm sitting here like, are you, are you serious? And that leads me into the last point. <laughs> For all of you men who feel like, because I done heard too many people say, well, if Beyonce can forgive Jay-Z, first of all, you're not Jay-Z. Let's just be honest. You don't have none of the same things that this, like, don't compare yourself to Hove, first of all. Let's not do that. Because I can give you a whole list of reasons why you are not Jay-Z if you need them. But you got to scale down. You no. gotta scale like if Jay Z and Beyonce making the same thing, can't you scale down to just a man and a woman that make uh, almost the same money? You she had more of an incentive, no, <laughs> to oh, okay. forgive Jay Z. Plus the fact that here's the thing that I think people are confusing about Lemonade. I don't think Beyonce is saying that you should forgive. I think she's saying forgiveness is possible because it's, the thing of the matter is, if you look at the situation, parts of this relate to her and her relationship. Parts of this relate to her mother and her father. And her mama left her daddy. So, obviously, in all cases of infidelity, the shit don't work out to where the people stay together. So, I don't think Lemonade is a pass for you to get out here and fucking cheat and think that she's just going to listen to these songs and you're going to arrive at the same ending that her and Jay-Z had because let me tell you something about me <laughs> my issue with like cheating has always been there like and i see these little memes. let me tell you something if you're on my friends list on facebook and you're listening to this please don't post that fucking meme no more with those the elderly couple where it's like oh the back when people believed in fighting for a marriage no that back when women just sat silently while men did whatever the fuck they wanted to do because they didn't really have no other options right i can't leave because i don't work and i got all these goddamn children and i can't right not the same situation so let's not i don't even want to even get into that my problem has always always been this if I'm with somebody that cheats on me for people to say I'm not willing to fight for my relationship I'm the one that's having to do all the fighting I'm the one that has to try to forgive you I'm the one that has to try to trust you again I'm the one that has to get past this hurt and disappointment and this anger um I'm the one that does the work in this. You essentially sit back and wait for me to get over this shit so that we can move forward. But the work is on me. I don't think it's fair to say that somebody is a bad person or that they weren't willing to fight or that they didn't ever care about the relationship because they're not willing to. Like, I feel like you didn't fight. Soon as you stepped out on me, instead of coming and saying, hey, we got these problems in our relationship. I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with that. The moment that you decided to just run out there with Becky, you stop fighting. But now I'm supposed to fight and come back like fucking G.I. Joe in this bitch. I just don't think that that's a fair assessment. Now, absolutely. It is absolutely possible to come back after a, 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 some infidelity. Me personally, 
I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I've never been married, so I can't say for sure. But I don't know that I would be able to get past it. Me personally, good for Beyonce and Jay Z. But let me tell you something. Don't go out here thinking that you're gonna have the same results. I just I don't understand why people were so inclined to take this album literally. Yeah. Because have you listened to a Jasmine Sullivan album? Have you listened to a Mary J. Blige album? I broke the windows. <laughs> I mean, is the component of putting this in the context of Beyonce and Jay-Z relationship because we actually have a face to the album? Is that why? Because ain't nobody talking about Mary J. Blige's husband when she put out an album. That's true. Ain't nobody talking about Jasmine Sullivan's boyfriend when she put out an album. Why are so people so infatuated now with trying to make this story, the story of Jay-Z and Beyonce, when most of these artists' albums are influenced by their experiences and their life experiences? I mean, I think partly I can understand why people would equate the two. She does make some references that seem to be direct pot shots at Jay-Z in some of these songs. Like, some of it is, like, direct, like, where it's like, well, shit. Like, she said, oh, what? I can't. I, you- but, I mean, I'm just saying, when she say stuff, if, if you do that shit again, you're gonna lose your wife. That's very general. Yeah, that's what I'm, I yeah. mean... But she made some references to some of the stuff that Hove has called himself and called himself in some of his songs. Like some of the songs do seem to be some direct shots at him that are specific to him. Like that's a very general statement. But like Big Homie better grow up. He calls himself Big Homie a lot. People call him Big Homie. He has songs in which he's rapped and call himself that. So like some of the references are directly related to Jay-Z specifically, not just to a man in general. Cause you gonna lose your wife could be anybody. Could could that could apply to anyone. But there are some references that are like specific. <laughs> I was just thinking, imagine how imagine how they dinner timetable going now. <laughs> don't make me put an album out on your ass again. <laughs> I bet he don't want to drink now to drop a lemonade. I bet don't bring no fucking lemonade in here. Banned. <laughs> no right. No lemonade. <laughs> I wonder if he knew. I wonder if he heard it beforehand. I'm if sure it was a did. surprise. I, I think. I, I I just can't imagine. Because he's in one of the videos for the song. He probably went. She probably came to the bedroom and said, "Look, I just want to let you know this album is about your ass." <laughs> You can try to spin it out there in the media if you want to, but I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be a shit show. <laughs> I got boycott Beyonce shirts already back ordered. <laughs> he was like, "I guess I deserve it." She I, did that shit. I, know, I I really think, and that's another thing is like for the whole the whole like, well, Beyonce forgave Jay Z. Well, let's just take a look. Like, if this album is like about them. Jay-Z had to get his ass whooped by Solange. <laughs> he also had to have an entire album airing their business put up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't like he just got forgiven with no fucking consequences whatsoever. Yeah. And it, we don't know, because, like, that. how long ago did the elevator incident? It's been a long time. Like, if this is about them, there's been a large amount of time between when this shit may have been going on because we don't really know because of how private they are as opposed to now when the album is being released. You don't know all what this man had to do (laughs) in order to get this redemption that he has gotten. So, all you being out there saying that that bullshit, please stop. Don't say that. No more. (laughs) As one of my friends I play with on Xbox Live, if he listened to it, he said, no, ain't listen to that mess. He said, lemonade is Lil John for women. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and get their relationship crunk. 
that is hilarious <laughs> and a little true <laughs> i think that any i don't know i i read again there's been lots and lots of think pieces about how you know men that listen to it who may be guilty of some of this shit may feel a little uncomfortable they're often to say if you if you a good dude if you a good dude this is just a great listen. It's just music. <laughs> but if you're listen. one of these people who like made and the thing about it is like again that I like about it is that she Washon Shire, which I'm when her um book of spoken word comes out, I will be purchasing it. Oh, because yeah. she's the spoken word artist behind all the spoken word within it. But it just talks about the generational curse that happens when you your dad cheats on your mom and your mom st- like what it teaches girls and how that can can go on and again back when my grandmother like that that generation they stayed because what the fuck else am I gonna you know like there was not a ton of options in which they could so I don't know that you can it's fair to say that they stayed because they, they wanted to work things out or they were just so in love with this man you don't know why they stayed like I don't know that you can say that all the women that put up with that were there because that they just believed so much in their marriage as opposed to where the fuck else am I gonna go? Like it's just too many variables. You can't say that. So I don't know, but people gonna be talking about lemonade probably for the whole rest of this year. Beyonce is a genius. Her and her team are genius. Everybody and who you know had what? anything to do with it. And you know what? It don't matter if she wrote any of it. Oh, it don't God. matter if she directed so any of it. I'm going to tell you this. If, if a year ago, somebody would have bought lemonade to your house, you would fuck it up. Yep. <laughs> if they bought, if they came with the whole team that Beyonce had, you would not have pulled it off like Beyonce did. If every single bit of it wasn't written by Beyonce or done, and this goes for any other artist. It takes a certain artist to be able to pull off shit. And mm-hmm. people who write songs for artists, they know what artists going to be able to pull off their shit. Yeah. They know your ass can't do it. Yep. And that's why they choose specific people to do these things. So I think that's a whole invalid. That whole concept is invalid. Whether she wrote this and all this stuff or not, don't make sense it to me. It don't make a difference. Like it's put on her. Like, that's used with her a lot. And I don't know if it's to invalidate her success or... Because I don't necessarily hear people saying that shit about other artists. Like... <laughs> Rihanna, when Auntie came out, I ain't seen nobody. Well, Rihanna didn't come up with all the idea for this well, video or that concept. Well, that's a that's a whole split. It's a split in the world of hip hop and R and B. It's a split group, and R and B is far more acceptable to have things written for you. But yeah. as we see with Meek Mill Drake situation, <laughs> everybody don't accept that. No. But when you when you no, look back to KRS One and a lot of them old school artists, they wrote a lot of stuff for other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. It's just different movements whether some people accept it and some people don't. But I really think that when they go at Beyonce about it, it's just a means to invalidate because they don't like Beyonce anyway. She's so fucking successful. They don't like the fact that Beyonce got so many fans that's that adamant about her. I mean... And I hold that her fan. Yeah. Super adamant. And, and you see these articles that say, you know, let's go with Adele. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. But to me, Beyonce ain't got the best voice. You know, it's a little bit raspier. It won't win no competitions if not Beyonce, but somebody else. Yeah. It, it might not win a competition versus somebody with that smooth, water-flowing voice. But performance-wise... And, she, I mean, she don't have the greatest dance moves over some other females that have danced. Mm-hmm. And... But the thing is, when you have... There are some artists that have a combination of that things that is the X factor. Yep. When those things all come together... 
When all our powers combined, I am Captain Planet. You got the X Factor. Captain Planet. <laughs> it's like it's like one Jasmine Sullivan might got one of those rings. Yeah, you know. Other artists, they, everybody got one of those rings, but there are a certain set of artists that they got all them all rings. Of them. And yeah. them holes, when you put all them powers together, they become a beast out here. And Beyonce got all of that. Yeah. You don't have to be the greatest at every one of those things, but when they all come together, it creates a recipe that makes that artist good. And it's not always like people are not always able to replicate that. A good example of that would be. Prince, I feel like, is one of those people that has a combination. He has all the rings. Yeah. Miguel Polchild really want to be Prince so bad, <laughs> but just ain't going to fucking happen because he don't have it. He just don't I mean, have it. My brother was saying, like, as much as you don't like him, Justin Bieber got it. You know, he he's a dickhead, but he's oh, still making yes, $100 million dollars a year off of his music. Sure is. Like, it's Adele got it. Like it's people out there here. You can't just compare them to each isolated artist. Shit, they just Adele got that ain't thing. even got a dance. Adele just get on the stage and <laughs> yeah, sing. Exactly. She don't even put on no fucking show. She just get up there by her damn self and sing. That's it. Ain't no dancing. Ain't none of that shit. Sam Smith is the same way. He just get up there and sing his ass off. That's it. And that's enough. But. But. That's all I got. From, so basically, from that side. it was just. That's the end of a natural selection, or as it could be called this week, lemonade part two. Yeah. So. Yeah. You got anything else on your mind? No. I was gonna say that there is a movie coming out about Barack Obama and Michelle Obama's first date. Oh shit! It look. I don't know. I saw the preview, and it looked. It looked like some shit I want to see. Oh. Okay. That's I don't surprising. know why, but it looked. It looked good. I mean, it started off with Michelle Obama being like his broke ass, <laughs> new ass uh, lawyer. He ain't got nothing. He came from nowhere. She being all tough. And then it's basically, I guess, a whole movie of him charming his way into liking her. His old charming ass. I got to show you this preview after the end. But this dude looked just like Barack Obama, but a dark skinned version. Oh. I don't know where they found this dude at. <laughs> and he wasn't acting available, but it's called Southside with you. Huh. I don't know. And it's executive produced by John Legend. What? But I don't know. The preview Fucking looked good. Random. <laughs> the preview looked good. But you know, I'm hopeless romantic. You know, that black love type situation. I'll watch that. And then to know what knowing where they at now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I just saw that like right before a couple of hours ago before we started recording. So I don't know. It seemed interesting to me, but that's all I got. Just wanted to put that in somebody else. Okay, I'm gonna have to look out for that. But anyway, that's it. Until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.